You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here on Napa Broadcasting. I'm Jeff Sheckman. I hardly have to tell you the disruption is everywhere in the way we travel, communicate, bank, and now in the way we get our energy. No longer are we subject just to the monopoly of one utility provider. Now Napa, like many communities around the Bay Area, will have a choice. That choice is Marin Clean Energy. What is it? How does it work? What does it cost? And why does it exist? Are all things we're going to talk about today with my guest, Alexandra McGee. She works as a community power organizer for Marin Clean Energy, and it is my pleasure to welcome her to the program. Alexandra, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Jeff. It's good to have you. First of all, give us a little history. Tell us a little bit about uh, Marin Clean Energy, how it came to be. Absolutely. So MCE, Marine Clean Energy, now called MCE, um, we began operations in 2010. We were the first community choice aggregation program in the state of California. Um, it also goes by the name Community Choice Energy, which I feel is a little more intuitive. Um, community choice energy or community choice aggregation is a way by which different municipalities, so including towns, cities, or counties, can become responsible for the generation of their electricity. And so when the legislation allowed for this program to become available, MCE began um, operations in Marin County in, in parts of the towns and cities within it, meaning that um, those towns and cities then had the responsibility to generate the electricity that um, becomes transmitted through PG&E's wires. And so since then, the program has expanded outside of Marin County into parts of Contra Costa County, Solano County, and now um, all the incorporated and unincorporated areas of Napa County have voted to join MCE. And talk a little bit about how the power arrives. As you say, it's through PG&E. Explain how that works. Right. So we are partners with PG&E in every aspect of the electricity um, market except for the generation. So what community choice aggregation allows for is you can, you can imagine the grid in three parts. There's the generation of electricity, there's the transmission of that electricity through the poles and wires, and then there's the customer who receives it at the end. So what MCE does is we generate electricity from more renewable energy sources, so sources like wind power, solar power, hydroelectric, geothermal, biogas, biomass, you name it. We, put, we generate that electricity and put it onto the grid. And at that point, PG&E becomes responsible for the transmission of that electricity. Um, it's still the regional provider of that transmission uh, to all of Northern California, its service area. The only difference is that now the customer, the recipient of that electricity, has a choice as to where their electricity is generated from. And so they have, MCE offers two basic choices. Um, what will become the default in Napa County is a 50% renewable energy product that we call our light green option. Uh, customers also have the option to opt up to our 100% renewable energy option, which we call deep green. And they also always have the option to return to PG&E's generation, which is currently at about 30% renewable. So now the generation happens 
puts on it gets put onto the grid, transmitted through the lines that PG&E and the California Independent Systems Operator is responsible for. And now you, as the customer, can choose between these three options. How, how green do you want your energy to be? It can be 30%, 50%, or 100% renewable. How do the customers make that choice in Napa, for example? Yeah, you can do. You can make your choice in a number of ways. You can give us a call. Um, the our call center is open 24/7 for the next two months, uh, and the number is 1-888-632-3674. And if you're any uh, Spanish-speaking, if you speak Spanish, uh, press two for Spanish. Um, you can also go to our website uh, to make that option. Uh, MCECleanEnergy.org. It's important to note that um, these fi- the five incorporated areas of Napa, so we have American Canyon, Napa, Yontville, St. Helena, and Calistoga, all five of those, if you're a resident or you have a business in any five of those cities, then automatically next month in September, your electric account will be enrolled in the 50% renewable energy option, the light green option. So that's when the city council voted to join MCE. Essentially, they were voting to increase the renewable energy uh, default for the residents and businesses of their uh, of their municipality. So automatically in September, everyone's enrolled in the 50% option, and they have the option to opt up to the 100 or opt out to the 30% renewable energy. And you can do that by calling the phone number or by going online. What is the impact with respect to cost? Great question. So um, we're within a percentage point for an average household, for example. Um, if you were to be with PG&E's 30% renewable energy option, the bottom line is about $94 in some sense for an average household. So there's a lot of averaging going on mm-hmm. in terms of um, rate schedules and how much usage. But for an average house, that pays about $94 a month currently with PG&E's 30%. That household with MCE will be paying $93 for the 50% renewable energy option. And then the 100% energy option is one penny per kilowatt hour more. So for, for that same average household, it's about $5 more a month than the light green 50% option. If individuals want to calculate the cost, and as you say, a lot of this is averaging. Some people have bills that are less, and some people have bills I know that are a lot more. How can people take their current bill and calculate what it will cost them under MCE? Well, probably the easiest way to do so is to go to our website. We have a page that's dedicated to rates, mcecleanenergy.org backslash rates. And there is a cost calculator that you can download. It's an Excel file, and you can select which, um, which rate schedule are you on. Do you have a residential rate schedule or a commercial rate schedule? And then of the commercial, is it a small, medium, or a large business? And you can input your usage and your rate schedule, and it will give you a cost comparison of what it would be with PG&E, what if you go with the default 50% option, uh, it will be in September and onwards, or if you'd like to go up to the 100% energy option, what it would be that penny per kilowatt hour. Now, if you have, um, if you know your usage, you can just multiply it by 0.01, uh, one penny, and that's how, you, that's how you can calculate how much the additional cost would be to go deep green, mm-hmm. if you'd like. And we should clarify that we are talking strictly about electricity service with respect to MCE. Correct, correct. And for when we're talking about MCE, 
primarily what we're talking about is the generation of that electricity. Mm-hmm. So at, on, when you look at your bill, um, as an MCE customer, what is currently listed as uh, on the PG&E bill says current electric charges, that one line item will become two. It'll be MCE's generation charges and PG&E's transmission charges. And I just want to underscore here that MCE is not a, a duplicative charge. It's not an additional charge. It's replacing what PG&E would have charged you had they been responsible for the generation of that electricity. Mm-hmm. So the line gets split into two, but it's really um, it's not an additional charge. It's just making uh, that distinction between generation and transmission. What is the issue with respect to customers that are doing something for themselves already with respect to renewable energy, solar in most cases? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so solar customers, uh, especially in Napa County, there we have such an abundance of sunlight, it just makes sense to be your own generation facility. So a lot of, I think that there are about 5% of customers in Napa County have solar on either their uh, households or their businesses. And uh, so solar customers, my recommendation to them would to be aware, to please be aware of when your true up, um, when your true up date is. The true up is essentially the yearly period where PG&E does a calculation that takes how much credit you have, how much excess generation uh, you produced over the year, and then it quantifies that and subtracts any um, over any time you consumed more than you generated and it does a true up to to determine if you're owed any money or any credits for that additional surplus energy that you produced likely in the summer when we're enjoying so much of the sunshine. So that true up date is important because if you have a true up in October, say, um, if you are automatically enrolled in September, your true up will, uh, you'll have an automatic true up in September. So you have the possibility of possibly losing some of those credits. So what I encourage uh, net energy metering or solar customers to do is actually give us a call to see, talk talk this through, um, when does your true update align? Because if the true update doesn't align with the automatic enrollment, we don't want anybody losing those credits. So what I end up recommending to some of our solar customers is opt out in the meantime. Stay with PG&E until your true update, at which point, PG&E will do that um, credit to usage balancing sheet, and then you have the option to opt back into MCE, which I would encourage solar customers to do because if you are over-generating on your solar system, then you have the option to um, begin accruing credits with MCE's net energy metering program. If you do that, we credit at retail plus a penny per kilowatt hour. So we're already crediting our solar customers at higher than usual rates. And if that credit at the end of the year exceeds $100, uh, our customers have the option of cashing out. We will send you a check in the mail, real hard dollars that you can put in your bank account. And such was the production in our service area last year that when we did this cash out um, not our ex- an exercise in cashing out, uh, we sent checks for over a million dollars a million dollars to our own customers for over-generating on their rooftop. So I would recommend that solar customers consider our net energy metering program, but to be very aware of when their true update is because we don't want anybody losing their the credits that they accrued over this lovely, bright, sunshiny summer. You mentioned the municipalities that are doing this, the areas that are doing this. 
are the various cities themselves and city services using MCE and at what level as part of their needs? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, unfortunately, I can't disclose um, any customer com- due to confidentiality. I can't disclose uh, which option any of our city governments are selecting. They have the same options as everyone else, however. Um, so there may be cities considering going the 100% um, renewable energy route because there are particular benefits for doing so. Um, it, choosing Deep Green for a business or any kind of commercial entity um, gives you more points for, towards the uh, Bay Area Green Business Award. Mm-hmm. Also for LEED certification helps customers or helps businesses reach those different layers of green certification. So there are benefits for taking the 100% renewable energy route if you're a business, even though it's slightly more expensive. But unfortunately, I I cannot disclose um, uh, the decisions of our municipalities. What about demand? Does MCE have the capability in terms of generation to meet the existing demand, particularly as MCE continues to grow and add add service areas? That's a great question. So when, let's take the example, um, so Napa, the city of Napa is the largest electric load within the county. And so when the city of Napa voted to join, essentially what they were doing was asking for MCE membership inclusion. When they submitted that request back in early 2016, what MCE had to do was run a feasibility study to see would including, do we have the capacity to even include the city of Napa? Um, And if we go out and procure more renewable energy contracts on their behalf, one, do we have the money to do so? And two, would engaging in those contracts increase or decrease the average rate for our customers across the board? So this is the, those two items. First, do we have the capacity? And two, how will, it, how will it affect our rates? Those are the two questions that we're trying to ask in the feasibility study, which we do every time a new community decides to join. If, for whatever reason, we, we cannot reach that capacity or we would increase rates with the inclusion of a new community, we don't move forward, unfortunately. Um, we've been very fortunate that this hasn't happened yet, so every time a new community has voted to join, we, ha- we do have the capacity to procure renewables on their behalf, and it'll mean either a stable uh, rate for our customers, customers or a decrease. And in this case, this summer, we have the five cities of Napa voting to join, as well as the Contra Costa cities of Walnut Creek and Lafayette. So with the additional demand of these seven cities going out onto the market, we were able to procure at bulk, take advantage of those economies of scale, and procure energy at such a low rate that we can pass it on as a rate savings to our customers. So beginning in September, next month, we'll be reducing our rates an average of 9%, allowing for that uh, rate savings to be passed on to our electric customers. Is MCE a direct generator of energy, or is it simply the middleman in, in contracting with renewable energy providers? Yeah, we, as the first, um, there, it's a multifaceted answer. As the first community choice program, um, there were a number of hurdles in getting started, primarily because we, we were an untested model. So a lot of our uh, initial contracts are simply power purchase agreements. They're with facilities, renewable energy facilities that um, some were already built, 
Um, some we facilitated uh, in building. Some we, we quickened their, the process to get them online. Uh, so a lot of our early contracts were already built. And now that we have, are about six years old at this point, uh, some of those contracts um, will, be, be, will become MCEs and we'll be starting to own our own generation sources. But for the most part, it's a lot of power purchase agreements for those renewable energy contracts, much like PG&E does. Talk a little bit about the relationship between MCE and PG&E. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, we are partners with PG&E for everything other than the generation of the electricity. PG&E still does the transmission and distribution of the electricity. If you see a line that's down or if your power goes out, our customers still call PG&E. Um, PG&E still sends you your one monthly bill if you, if you do get it in the mail. And if it's online, you continue paying your bill online. The only, the only part where we're competitors rather than partners is that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the electricity is generated and what we try to do is to procure more renewable energy than uh, is re- either required by state standard or um, by PG&E. And that way we can get more renewable energy onto the grid, greening it as we go. And hopefully by being a, uh, engaging in the competitive market, we can increase the level, um, the expectation of service for how green how green you can go. How does this relationship evolve as PG&E makes a greater and greater effort, or at least they promote that they do, to find mm-hmm. renewable energy sources for their services? Yeah, and I'm, we're, we're very pleased that this is happening. Uh, so the legislation to allow for community choice, just to go back a, a couple years, was happened in 2002. Uh, AB 117 was the legislation that allowed for this to happen. And then it took a couple of years for MCE to get started, and then in 2010 we we launched service. And I, I think it was around 2011 PG&E began uh, sub- submitted submitted its interest to the California Public Utilities Commission for this uh, what is now going to become a 100% renewable energy product. And maybe it was a little friendly competition in the marketplace that got that going. Maybe it was just a coincidence. But we, we're happy to see the deployment and the usage of renewable energy in California, if it's from PG&E or from MCE. How large does MCE seek to get? How many more communities do you want to sign up? So we don't have a, a policy of expansion. Um, our, the communities that vote to join have to do so on their own behalf. And as I mentioned, there, there are a number of things that they, they need to do. There's a memorandum of understanding, the resolution, uh, two passings of an ordinance. But if a community is interested in joining, um, it's largely it's largely up to them. MCE is not going out and trying to imperialize uh, Contra Costa County by saying, you know, here are your energy options. But we are here and we are available if the constituents of any particular community think it's important enough for their community to join. We will entertain new membership as, as that process continues. But it's, we don't have any goal for, for getting larger. Alexandra, give the information again in terms of the website and the phone number if people want additional information. Absolutely. So our, our call center will be open uh, 24 hours a day uh, for the next two months. And to get it, and they have a translation services for over 107 languages. So everyone should feel free to call. The number is 1-888-632-3674. And then the website is mcecleanenergy.org.
Alexandra McGee, I thank you so much for spending time with us. Of course. Thank you for the invitation, Jeff. Thank you. NapaBroadcasting.com. Controversy, fun, and conversation. All the things that radio used to be.